0: That one, year number four. It's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 263 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from beautiful Sandusky, Ohio, except for my garden behind my house, which is a disaster area. In just a moment, I'll be sitting down to chat with my mate. Uh, a much better dancer than I am. Uh, Bevan Jones, the host of Legends with Bevo and one of the hardest-working man in media in South Australia. Now, don't forget, ladies and gents, if you want to get your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, make sure you reach out to me. You can find all of my... Uh, Links to my socials and my email and that sort of thing over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can leave me a message there. You can certainly shoot me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm not on TikTok, and I won't be on TikTok. Not going to happen. Uh, but I love giving these shout-outs uh, because I love learning about the uh, the geography of the game. I had a, a great interaction with the uh the club from my most recent episode 262 they shared the note that I shared with them on messenger it was absolutely wonderful that that happened now today's club of the episode they are the Solomon Town Cats of the Spencer Gulf Football League and the cats were founded back in 1961 and among their alumni this is a name I had run across before is Mark Bickley the two-time premiership captain 97 and 98 of the Adelaide Crows now Bickley played 53 games with the South Australian club in the Sandful, and then played 272 games with the Adelaide Crows in the AFL. Now he is a Sandful Hall of Famer as well. Now this the club, the Cats. They have seven teams from under nines all the way through their senior and reserve sides. Uh, the seniors have started out with uh, five wins in their first six rounds, including this weekend's win over South Augusta, 138-59. Now, I did notice on their Facebook page that uh, they are looking to um, promote a great and, as they say, cheap way to help to support the club. And I'm going to share the uh, the information that they have on their Facebook page. Please consider purchasing one or more of these tickets to win one of three Toyota cars. The tickets are only $5. Every ticket sold goes straight back to the club so as it says here it couldn't be easier and will help us out tremendously uh toyota good for footy raffle and uh this is an amazing way to help support the club for only five dollars and as it says every ticket sold brings 100 percent of the profit to their club plus you have a chance to win one of three toyotas i'm guessing i'm not eligible uh because if i i guess if i won one i would only be qualified to deliver the mail here in the united states because our postal vehicles are designed the way the vehicles are in Australia with the uh, the driver's seat on the right-hand side of the vehicle. Now, as it says, this is where their amazing supporter base uh, can really help them out. A small outlay by each member or supporter will make a, such a big difference to the club and never-ending running costs involved with keeping it successful. As it says, let's get behind this fundraiser, Cats. There's over $250,000 of prizes to be won, including three new Toyotas. And every ticket sold comes back to the club, this is your opportunity to help your club out uh, for minimal effort, so please help us out and grab a ticket or two, I'm going to go ahead and interject here, or three or four, uh, through the link that they have provided on their Facebook page. And I will have their Facebook page linked on their website. Now, before we jump in though, I do want to congratulate Tyson Weber of their 18U Club Uh, He played his first game with the A-Graders this past weekend. Good on you, Tyson. And I want to wish the Cats the absolute best the rest of the way in 2023. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with uh, Legends with Bevo host, Bevan Jones. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest this episode is no stranger to the podcast. He's been previously with me a couple of times back during episodes 92 and 204. We previewed the grand final in that episode. I am absolutely thrilled to welcome back Bevan Jones, the host of Legends with Bevo and a number of other things to the podcast. Bevo, how are you doing this morning, sir?
1: Craig, always a pleasure to come on your show, mate. Thanks for having me again for the third time. That's I think I'm that's almost gold status, isn't it? So. I, I I think you are yes.
0: You you uh I will put the key to the executive washroom in the mail to you. You should have it in about three and a half to four weeks. Okay. Of course, it's gonna it's gonna take you that long to get back here to make sure the key works in the door though. So, um, before we get going here, you know, I do have to ask you one question right off the bat. Um, sleep's a pretty darn valuable thing, isn't it?
1: It certainly is. Yes. 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 And- Yes. And, and I honestly don't understand how how these ladies that have kids actually, you know, go through the whole pregnancy thing and everything else and and just survive in life because mm-hmm. everyone's different. But I'm i I'm I'm a struggler when it comes to having no sleep break. Yeah. And it's how do you, uh, how, do you how do you cope with it?
0: <laughs> uh well I this is decaf right now, but I typically it's it's uh, it's the uh just the regular coffee there. I mean, I I get by usually with only about 5 hours of sleep a night anyway. Well, wow. so it's you know, I mean, maybe maybe 6, but uh and as of course as you get older, you don't get to sleep all the way through the night. I'll just I'll tell you that and I'll just leave that with you there and you know, about another 20 25 years you're going to be going yeah, I remember him telling me about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I have heard that as well. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you are almost a year
1: into being a dad. Yeah.
0: Is it, every, is, is it everything that you thought it would be?
1: Yeah, it's well, it's it's a really interesting question to ask. Uh, obviously, you have your, your challenges. Like at the moment, we've got our daughter who's going through some pains of teething and other Mm -hmm. bits and pieces so it's just horrible to see her in pain and crying all the time and and yeah it does it does get tough but then there's so many great things about it you know seeing her smile seeing her crawl and and happiness and um and she's such a happy baby and and stuff so yeah no there's lots of really good things that outweigh the the bad things that's for sure and uh, I'll, i'll be the first to put my hand up and and say that it wasn't actually my decision to want to have kids. Like I was happy not to, but my wife really wanted to. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was of course happy happy wife, happy life. And, and but I must and- admit now now we've had a little, little Evie, I'll probably adore her as much as my wife does. So
0: oh, I I'm sure I'm sure you will. And and uh And I, I can I can see where the, the 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 bruising is there where she has you wrapped around her little finger, okay <laughs> she, and i i can I can just tell by your expression that 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 is the case, so it's uh that that's awesome, yes. yeah, and you just had your third wedding anniversary here recently as well, so congratulations on that oh thank you
1: yeah, yeah that's A few time weeks short ago. Tom Short does fly, doesn't it so <laughs> yes yes i uh
0: i am i actually it's on my old bring it's uh, we got married nineteen ninety five so it's coming up on twenty eight years. Uh wow. my wife and I at size. the end of this year. Of course, I remind her <laughs> that whenever whenever she whenever she gives me a hard time about something, I remind her, I said, Well, technically I've been married 31 years. You've only been married 28. Uh, <laughs> which is which is then when she tells me maybe you should just go to Australia.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like
0: through that wall. <laughs> we'll yeah. happily
1: have you. And I I'll tell you what, I'll I'll put this down what now the eighth of May 2023, Craigo? Mm-hmm. and when you come to australia and you come to adelaide the first thing we we'll organize is for you to come on legends of bevo in, in my studio in pod in adelaide How does absolutely that sound? i absolutely would love to do that i would <laughs> so I'd I can love return to, the favor so. love to see love to see the
0: studio well where i am there's not enough room for anybody else in here so you know if if anybody if anybody if anybody is around here and i'm going to be doing an interview we're going to have to find another place because like i said i'm in a closet i am you know there's i'm <laughs> There's the door. There's not a left room for two people in here. So um, you've got to take
1: some photos of this setup, mate. It's amazing. Oh, it, it is,
0: it it works well. I mean, I've got, you know, the uh um you know, I've got the cat's indigenous flag hanging over the wall here. I've got a couple jumpers, a half dozen scarfs, my Nakaya Cockatoo pin, which uh, you know, he can't get a game with Brisbane now, but I still have the pin there. Um <laughs> but yeah, I have my up there with the Vegemite jars, I have my uh, headband from Catman that he sent me. Uh, <laughs> that Troy West sent me. That used used to be part of his uh, costume that he wore to the games. So um, that's awesome. I have it. Is it is all cat stuff? I mean, there you know, there's posters all over in here. But uh, plus, my classroom's that way as well, too. I mean, I've got a couple flags and a couple team post, you know, team uh, posters there. I mean, I've got the twenty the 2017 you know, uh, team poster, and it's. Uh, and the 2022 and from the, the premiership one hanging right underneath it. And I have to tell you, I'm the, the one major difference that I see is there's looking at Zach Guthrie from the cats who in 2017 looked like in the 2017 photo that if you asked him the question, yeah, you know, he'd say, Oh well, yeah, I'm going to be starting puberty any day now. <laughs> and in 20, and in 2022, he is, he's a man. He is an absolute man right now. His, his name gets written in ink on the on the uh the the board on the magnet now it's not in pencil anymore it is in ink that, that young man is is locked in a spot in that uh, defensive structure there so um yes he's
1: done really well
0: yeah we're going to talk a little bit about your club port adelaide as well but you have you know, since the last time we spoke you have branched out into a number of different things and i and i, I is it safe to say that you know and again this is me saying this from afar but, from what I've seen, you've got to be one of the hardest working people in media in South Australia right now with as many different <laughs> irons that you have in the fire.
1: That's very kind. Actually, it's funny, my friends and I had a joke about that the other night, Craig. And I think, including the things I do that's voluntary, which is a couple of radio shows, I've got about eleven jobs at the moment, believe it or not, so wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's keeping me pretty busy and yeah, I'm very lucky to have an understanding wife, that's for sure.
0: Well, and you know, you you had as you know, you posted online and I and I have the quote here, uh lived an absolute dream tonight, got to host the Port Adelaide uh club Sandful aftermatch uh presentations and interview uh the coach uh Coach Goldsack and a couple of players, uh Nick Moore and uh, Jake is it Piscini? Yeah, spot on. Yeah, okay. that's right. Passini. Okay, so um, you know, you were you were filling in are you filling in or have you replaced Barry Curtin?
1: That's a very good question. It and it came out of nowhere, actually. And I, I must admit, I was supposed to it was a bit of a hard decision I had to make because I was supposed to be starting with the Eagles sample club last weekend. And um but then, you know, when not only do you get an opportunity to work at an AFL club, but a club you back for your whole life, it's uh-huh. sort of a no brainer, isn't it? So mm-hmm. um so unfortunately I had to say no to the Eagles at the last minute, which is a bit of a shame. Um Try, certainly try to help them get someone else, of course, uh, and then and lucky they had a replacement to, ready to go. But then Port Adelaide, though the team you back for your whole life. Like I mentioned, the amount of opportunities being an AFL club. It's just it was just a no-brainer, really, and and you're right. Last Saturday night was just absolutely unbelievable. I'm still still pinching myself that you know I got to stand on the stage and and interview a guy like Tyson, who's a Premiership player with Collingwood, and you know Mm -hmm. really nice guy, and then a couple of young guns as well from from the Magpies. One of which, Jake Pasini, I reckon won't be far away from making his debut as well for the Power. So
0: okay, so yeah, I guess the follow-up here, if it was the Crows that had called. For their sandful oh. side, would you be doing the Eagles games?
1: <laughs> I still think I'd say yes because again, just being an AFL club, there's just so uh-huh. many more opportunities than there are, um, you know, with the the smaller sandful clubs. Yeah. So yeah, I think I would say yes to the Crows as well, even though they are are the arch rivals, of course. But <laughs> I think these days, you see it in the AFL as well. Nathan Bassett played several games for the Adelaide Crows and is now part of the Port Adelaide coaching list. And you know, like Matty Nix was at the at Port previously. Darren Burgess sports fitness trainer when when they won their premiership back in two thousand and four, I, I believe from from memory. So he was there for a number of years as well. So yeah, it's um it's one of those things where you just take the opportunities when you can nowadays.
0: Yeah, I. I did notice that you you know you've been calling uh SANFLW games as well but then you you had one that you actually got to call at the Adelaide Oval recently which was if I remember correctly it was a it was a game that wasn't it military veterans that were playing in that one
1: Yeah good memory yeah so it was actually the Australian Defence Force versus a combined emergency services team from around Australia so like your fireies rellies okay. ambos what have you. uh so yeah, that was that was a very interesting experience because, number one, I only got the team sheets on the Friday night. Number two, I actually didn't have a co-commentator, the, the person that I was supposed to call with pulled out at the last minute. And then, so I didn't really know who the players were and stuff. And then no. the, the other thing was that made it very interesting was the I thought the scoreboard was going to be working, but there was no scoreboard working either. So I had to keep the keep track of the scoreboard the old school way on on a bit of paper and with uh-huh. paper and pen Crago. So well, yeah, it was, it was def- definitely an interesting experience, that's for sure.
0: So the the gentleman that was supposed to work with you had he gone and taken the gig with the Eagles instead? Is that what happened?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a few weeks before that. So yeah, okay. I, maybe you heard that. He Who's going to be calling with me? So I just decided to pull the pin. But so uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was definitely it was a fun experience. But I'll tell you what, it, there's nothing tougher than calling a game by yourself when you really don't know who the players are.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And as you said, you got the list late. Now, were you, were you calling it for radio, or for?
1: It, it was just on live stream. Okay, so, okay. So so yeah. you were
0: doing basically you were doing you were doing like the play by play on video for video then. It,
1: Exactly right. Yes. Which and, and, it makes it a little bit a little bit easier because people can obviously see what's happening with the action. Right, so there's right. a bit of a difference between calling a radio call and a TV call. When you're calling a radio call, you've really got to call every single thing that's happening and this is the same with basketball as well because when I call basketball, I call a video live stream, play by play. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually calling radio, yeah, you've got to say where the ball is and you've got to be a lot more concise Whereas on when people are watching it, you can be a little bit—you don't have to say as much if that yeah. kind of makes sense. No, it makes sense Which because might, on yeah. because
0: on radio, on radio when they're when they're calling a game, it's almost like it's like tag team wrestling because yeah. you, you got yeah. you got somebody who's calling for about five minutes and then they just kind of tap the guy next to him and they go catch yeah. your breath and then the next person just jumps right in and picks up on the action. But so I guess yeah, do, if you were doing it on radio. You'd still be using an oxygen mask right now, I think, even though it had been a couple of weeks <laughs> ago that you did that, because that would have been a nightmare. Not to mention also having to keep score, you know, having to keep track yeah. of the score yourself. I mean that, ha- and and as you said, you know, when you, when you're watching when you're watching Port Adelaide play, or you're you know you you know, you, you recognize when you see you know number two you, number Sam Paul Pepper, you know Sam, but you know you know Charlie, you know what Charlie Dixon looks like. Okay, exactly. you know, you know, you see yeah. that number four. You know that's Todd Marshall. You don't, you know, you're not. But as you said, these were people who were you know putting on jumpers with numbers that you couldn't. You had there was no connection or correlation to them. You couldn't say, well, yeah, well, yeah, that guy drives one hell of a fire truck, but I couldn't tell you who he is, who he is. But it's, uh,
1: you know, and and, and and that
0: that guy right there, you know, you know, does artillery, and from that end of the ground, he could probably take out the the interior goalpost with with one shell. But you know, I don't know his name, but
1: it's you know. That had to be a tough gig for you. That had oh, to be. Oh, it, ex- it was extremely tough, yeah. And and since then, I have called Sanford W a couple of times, and it's been a heck of a lot easier not only having a commentator but knowing a lot more who the players were. But, right. yeah, having, having said that, though, one day the dream is still to call an AFL game, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it would be so much easier calling it an AFL game because, like you said, you simply know the players, and player identification is actually really tough because when you're trying to call a game of footy – and you're looking down at your list because you don't know who the players are, you kind of miss the play. You're, you've to find, you, you have
0: to find the ball again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you actually know who the players are, you can just, like you said, you can just look at the play and know who it is and go, Charlie Dixon's, you know, banging inside 50 and he's found Todd Marshall alone in the pocket, he will go back right. and have a shot from 30 meters out. You know, like right. it's a piece of cake, isn't it? So yeah. much easier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, because
0: I've, you know, I've been, uh, you know, I'm the, uh, the, the, I'm the public address announcer. I've been doing that for, for gridiron football and for soccer. Now, this will be my, I think my 15th year doing that at the high school where I teach. Yes. Yeah, so, awesome. so, you know, it's been, you know, it's been a, and you know, that's one of those things where it's less is more. I mean, I'm I'm not there to tell people I'm there to say, okay, you know, in, in, uh, in our case, you know, Logan Lesh's pass complete to Braylon Collier for a pickup of 25 yards and a pirate first down. And we, you know, they don't i'm not there to do anything else i'm not there to say well look at him go here you look at that i'm not there to be a cheerleader it's not you know it's a less is more kind of thing when it comes to that so
1: no that just sounded so pro (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: um you know looking at at your show um and i don't want you know i i've listened to several episodes here recently um And I reached out to you and I don't I don't want to get into too many specifics about why I reached out to you about this particular episode here anyway, because I already did, you know, in a discussion. But I. I I wanted to, you know, you know, tell you how much I appreciated the discussion that you had with Mark Ryan, the uh, as he calls himself, the beautiful Bogan, Um, I think if you haven't, you know, if you haven't listened to that episode there's are some people that probably could get a great deal from listening to that episode. It was, you know, it was funny in many cases, but then there was also a very sobering, serious aspect of that.
1: Thank you. That's very kind, mate. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, it was, it was a very powerful episode and uh, I, you know, I don't even, I don't know what to, you know, I don't want to, like I said, I want to dig into it anymore because I want people to listen to it,
1: but uh,
0: I'm glad I listened.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's really kind. And yeah, you know, we've spoken about this before, Craig. And yeah, Legends of it has been going for over five years now, and there's been times where I think to myself, "Oh, this is so much work, and is it really worth it?" But then when you get people like yourself reaching out, and again, I thank you so much for that, and other people as well that just reach out and say they love what I do. It kind of makes you want to keep going with it, and and it's really nice. I, I don't do the episodes you know for for that purpose but um obviously it's it does make a big difference when people say they enjoy the infuse and and yeah because you never know you don't always hear feedback from people so you never know how many people actually watch and and things like that but it is really nice when when you hear that it's making a difference like that so and and mark is a yeah he's a funny man but he's had a really tough upbringing and mm-hmm. and I don't want to sort of go into my own situation but we all have challenges in life and I had a really oh, tough absolutely. Tough time in high school and got bullied quite a bit. And but you know that that's the way life goes sometimes. And yeah, you are the person you are today, aren't you? And uh Abso- yeah, yes, so.
0: absolutely. Well, and you know, I, I I I was listening earlier tonight to your discussion with uh Lawrence Mooney um as well, which was uh, you know, I think his Malcolm Turnbull impression was pretty good.
1: Oh, um, phenomenal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh <laughs> i i i i did i had my attempt at a bill clinton imitation during my uh last episode that came out because we went off um i was on with uh uh Kim Harris and mick Aussie, uh who lives up in edmonton now but is from the adelaide area and we were talking about the the Giants game being played in canberra this weekend he was referring to it as monica lewinsky stadium um which uh, <laughs> yeah but uh it was a uh um uh, no you know, yeah yeah i was gonna get into it a number of the other things that you are doing as well because you know you're you're working with the nbl one and what's the difference between the nbl and the nbl one if i may ask because you're also announcing for that as well
1: yeah sure so the nbl one central competition which i do commentary for is a state competition it's the league underneath the nbl and so what happened previously So there was just a league called the Premier League, which is, again, it's a league basically for for teams that or players that are trying to push the spot in the NBL. Mm -hmm. So I've actually got quite a few players that are playing in the NBL One Central at the moment that play, you know, with the Adelaide 36ers or part of the development squads and and what have you. So it's a really great league that keeps on growing every year. And a couple of years ago they decided to make a, a decision to basically make it one NBL One Australia League. So previously previously it wasn't like that. So like I mentioned, it was like just statewide uh state leagues, like the mm-hmm. Premier League in SA and then Victoria would have their own Premier Leagues or whatever and that sort of thing. Um which is still the case, but but now they're all they're all under basically one NBL banner. Does that kind of make sense?
0: Yeah. So you so they're playing yeah. clubs that are in Perth and Melbourne. So they're traveling across the country then or they're just staying no, in, no, in stu- SA
1: Staying just in, I or staying okay. within their own states. Okay. But having said that, though, last year they did have a competition. Interesting, you asked that they did actually have for the first time a national competition. So what happened is that uh, all the teams, so the men's and women's teams that won the championship in in the NBL One Central competition in South Australia, played in a national competition against all the other states around Australia that won their uh, specific competitions. So like there was the NBL West, and does that kind of make NBL One North? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. So, it's a, so it's a great competition, and they've now got one game every week for the men's and one's women's for each club uh, on KO. So it's sort of going shown around Australia, and um, actually, you'll find this. You and your listeners will find this story quite interesting. The other day, for the very first time, I did some court announcing for the Woodville Warriors basketball club, which is a team that played off in last year's grand final. So they're a very good team, and you wouldn't believe it's Anzac Day. So, huge crowd, Zon going around Australia, go to play the national anthem in the last post, and the PA system completely craps itself and just would, would not play. Oh, man. So, I oh know it's like, this is my luck, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, that was rather embarrassing, but uh, thankfully, everyone was pretty understanding. You had a few people that made complaints, but you get that. And I just jumped on the mic and said, we'll we'll play it for the, for the men's game and end mm-hmm. up being okay. But the women's game, we weren't able to do. So yeah, luckily there was a second game that we could play it for. So it all worked out in the end, but uh, yeah, that's just life. That's how it goes sometimes. Oh yeah. It does. Oh, I, I've,
0: I've had things like that happen before. you I know, mean, our, our sound system at our stadium has gone down before it. I know exactly what, you, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about there. So, um, you know, you're also doing like a, a radio show called The Hoopsters Show with with regards to the MBO1, and I noticed that you're doing it through something called Radio Italia, and I'm trying to figure out how that connection came about.
1: Yeah, so I'm doing a couple of shows on Radio Italia now. I do a, a weekly AFL rap show as well, which is on tonight here in SA. Um, so that's every Monday night from 5 to 6 p.m., and that's a lot of fun where we just – talk about the latest topics in the afl and what have you and and yeah like you just correctly said the hoopsters is on every wednesday night in adelaide from 7 till 8 p.m and yes it's it's great community radio is awesome because it gives you that opportunity to develop your skills um, and it's really tough to get into commercial radio here in south australia because it's mm-hmm. only a small country town really um so by being on community radio you get a lot of opportunities to keep on developing your skills and and you know, maybe one day I might get back into commercial radio from there. So, that's so it's really great from that perspective.
0: Well, it it got it got you noticed by Port Adelaide, I think.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, that's yeah, that's helped, and and it's all about connections, as you know, Craig. You know, yeah. you've made so many connections over the years with your podcast. And uh, by the way, congratulations for getting a mention on Wadley last Monday morning. That's oh, amazing. I'm I'm, st- I'm still shocked by that. I just I. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm convinced that he knows exactly who I am and listens to the show all the time because of that three letter yep that he said when uh Shannon Gill gave me a gave me a shout out there, which may yeah. not be the case, but I, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and run with that. So
1: Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he's heard I'm sure he's heard of your stuff and yeah, it's what? so he should be, because you do you do such a great podcast and such an awesome job. And like I mentioned to you publicly on social media, I don't know how you sleep because you're just so passionate and you're just constantly putting up episodes. It's amazing. Well, I did uh
0: I did sleep last night. I I didn't watch the port game until this morning. Cause that, that was an 11 o'clock in the evening start here, which was a great, that's, that's a great time for a game to start. But I had been yesterday. I told you I'd walked about, uh, what'd I say about 10 K 10 kilometers today. I walked about eight kilometers yesterday and had only gotten about three hours of sleep the previous night. Cause I stayed up and watched the cat's game and then watched uh, whoever was on after that and only got a few hours of sleep. And I just was, I was worn out. I knew I'd, I sat down to watch the Port game, I was going to probably fall asleep in the first quarter. So I, I, I just stayed off of social media, <laughs> got up and watched it at about five o'clock in the morning and uh, went for yeah, footy. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And then I, I watched uh, Melbourne and Gold Coast after that, which was a oh. great game. Yeah, that was yeah. a fantastic game. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. So a few rippers this round for sure. S-
0: speaking of Port Adelaide, since you were at this game and I, I wanted to give out a. Uh, a shout to uh, a a general, another gentleman who's in our in my hemisphere, uh, who's a Footy fan. He happens to be a Port supporter from Brazil, and his his handle on Twitter is Gremio Power. G R E M I O Power. Uh, give him a follow over there. But he posted on his uh, Twitter page this morning after the the Port game, and you were at the game, so I'll go ahead and uh, let you uh, analyze this this quote. So I told him I was going to mention this one. He said, "Credit where credit is due." Port Adelaide's strategy of deliberately kicking behinds to avoid losing the centre clearances was brilliant. It took away Essendon's main <laughs> forward threat and led us to victory.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to jump on Twitter after this chat and retweet that. That is amazing. That's so brilliant. I thought, it, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, any, you know,
0: any, any the hashtags on there? He's got you know hashtag We Are Port Adelaide, hashtag Hinkley Ball, hashtag Sarcasm. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> that's but a great I, I comment. Just, I thought that was if that one does not end up showing up on one of the weekly shows on Fox Footy this week, I'm gonna be sadly disappointed.
1: Oh great. Because I think that yeah. was I think that
0: was brilliant. Um but yeah, I just yeah, I just that... I really just thought that was absolutely hilarious when I read that. But uh so <laughs> I know that there were many, many Port Adelaide supporters who were less than enamored with the job Ken inkley has done recently. Yes. In your mind, is he allowed to go buy green bananas now?
1: It's actually a really good question. And one of my recent guests, Juan Fredre, a Port Adelaide legend, came out and you know it was pretty, pretty vocal and saying that, you know, that in his words, untenable were the words that he used about henkley's future. And mm-hmm. that was after Port had lost to Collingwood and then lost the showdown and, you know, we were, Port was one and two and not going too well and probably pretty fair when you consider where they're at and, you know, losing that showdown, you know, you know that rivalry between Port and right. the Crows is pretty strong. Right. And and at that stage, you know, I mean, look at the Crows now, they're playing really good footy and credit to them with their turnarounds. But, mm-hmm. yeah, at the time I think he was kind of in his rights to say what he what he said. Um, but, certainly has been proved wrong since that time. And it's a credit to Ken Hinckley and the coaching staff, because the turnaround has been unbelievable. And to win five in a row, I certainly didn't see it coming. I thought we were in deep trouble after the Crows game, Craig. I thought, Oh, here we go. It's going to be another long season, but yeah, they've been absolutely brilliant. And I think changing things up has been something that's probably been a turnaround. Obviously Ken now coaching on the sidelines really seems to have worked well. And, Putting Darcy Byrne-Jones, you know, firstly, they dropped him or made him the sub, which a lot of clubs seem to be doing this year. Like we saw it yesterday with Collingwood. They dropped Ginevan and then made him the sub and he came on and had an impact. So the same kind of things happened for Darcy Byrne-Jones. And I don't know if you recall the game against the Sydney Swans where DBJ came on as a sub and made such an impact playing up forward. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's kept his spot every week and, you know, keeps a couple of goals yesterday again most weeks he's making a contribution and kicking goals and doing a really good job. So it seems to be a masterstroke by Kenny or I don't know whoever it was that made that decision, but it's, it certainly has worked really well and putting yeah. Dylan Williams in as well, young guy who was previously a forward, now they've made him a backman and he's playing some ter- terrific footy. So, and again, like bringing in Bryn Tecole as well, He just competes, makes a contest, and Scott Lyson, unfortunately, love him, but he looks like he was really struggling and um, with injury and what have you. So there's been a few changes there that Port's made, some gutsy ones, but it seems to be working really well. And um, in answer to your question, yeah, probably I was a bit, I guess, a little bit nervous about where Port was at after that showdown loss, but they've been superb since then, and it's a credit to to Ken and all the players and everyone involved.
0: Right. And I'll tell you, I, I... The person I have and of course my my uh pick for the uh, Coleman this year, I don't think he's gonna get it, but uh you know, um Todd Marshall was my pick for the Coleman this year. Um, yeah. I don't think he's gonna get, but I'll tell you the the, the story that I, I'm I'm so thrilled to see um oh geez I'm Jeremy Finlayson play as well as he is this year i mean this yeah that i forgot to mention him as well as as well as he is playing i just i cannot imagine the you know what is i guess maybe just footy is where he gets to just take his mind off of things for just a couple of hours before he has to refocus on on other stuff and it's just it's just i I, do they does the league I i know there's the brown i know there's the coleman award but do they do they do they have any kind of an award that, that is given out to, like, the, you know, the, in the NFL, they give out, like, the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is, like, you know, like the most inspiring story or the person who does the most for the community, that type, you know, for, like, the, the, the community that they play their games and that sort of thing. Does
1: the AFL have anything like that? Um, They have, like, the, the most courageous award. Yeah, that's kind of what I was that, thinking about. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm
0: thinking if if they have not already engraved, that trophy or that medal with his name on it yet? They need to get moving on that and just get it done tomorrow.
1: Agree. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal what he's going through at the moment, and and those people that are just listening and wondering what's going on. So Jeremy's um recent wife, congratulations, they recently got married, um has been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and she's so young too. It's just horrible. And, right. Right. Uh, yeah, it, she's. It, it's not looking too good. The cancer's gone all through her body now. So they're saying. It might only be a matter of months before she passes, and it's just absolutely tragic. But the way he's playing, you, you so correctly mentioned, Craig, is just a credit to him. Yes, you know, to be going through what he is and playing the footy is just it's a, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's just unbelievable, really, isn't it? I mean, so.
0: Because you could you could just as easily understand if he said, you know what, I need to step away from this exactly. for the time yeah. being, and and I, and I and again, I don't know the inner dynamics, but I'm. I have this fe- and I, I i could be completely wrong on this and maybe I shouldn't even be saying this, but I have this feeling that she is, you know, more than given her blessing for him to go out there and just do it. Yeah, and just exactly. And have a great year. Yeah, because, because I think yeah. she wants to see. I think she. I think I can safely say she probably wants to see him being successful out there as well.
1: Yeah, oh, wouldn't it be incredible? I know you want to go back to back with the cats, but wouldn't it be incredible for Ports to win the flag this year? That would be. With, with, that would yeah. be an
0: awesome story. Yes, that would. Yeah. Well, for a number for that reason, but then also you know kind of a redemption for Ken Hinckley, you know. Exactly. And, uh, and I yeah I did see that just this past week where that you know the league was a little concerned about him coaching from the sideline. Oh, that yeah, they were, you know, that they didn't like the fact that he was up out of his seat. You know, it's like, you know, we'd really like you to stay seated when you're coaching and such. And I, I watch, you know, Simon Goodwin and you know, um, everybody and their brother that's down there on on their bench coaching from there. That's up and around and such. And supposedly he was giving the umpires a bit of a hard time from the bench. Oh, I'm sorry. And I and I made a comment. I said, you know that. Is this the is this the AFL wanting to just be able to hit, you know have the 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 senior coach up in the coach's box like a goldfish where they can come tap on the glass with the camera every once in a while just to see the reaction up there? I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. he, you know the the senior coach, whoever they happen to be, needs to be in the position where it's going to be the most advantageous for them to be
1: successful. Exactly right. Yeah, have they said so have they said this
0: to have they said this to Craig McRae. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Craig McCray's been on the sideline, I think, since he got the job. I mean, you know, if, if he was upstairs, he'd be able to take off his puffer jacket. Yeah, that's right. You know, exactly. It's, it's a, you know, which and again, I I have to be honest. When I when I hear games are being played at twelve degrees Celsius and they're wearing those heavy coats like that, 12 degrees Celsius here in, you know, it that's shorts and t-shirt weather for me outside. That's shorts, that's shorts and t-shirt. That's, 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 that's upper fifties here in, you know, in Fahrenheit. I mean that I'm, I'm shorts and that's shorts and t-shirts for me. No, so, not, not puffer jackets and, you know, you know, the, the wool, wool hats or that sort of thing. But, uh, that's, just, that's just growing up where we get, you know, we get days in the winter time where it's, you know, down at minus 15 degrees Celsius with, you know, 50 kilometer hour winds and snow and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, toughen up yeah that that's i'll put a jacket on then but uh yeah so you're also doing what is it that you're doing on the uh the television channels in now in adelaide and in melbourne because you're doing that as well right now
1: yeah so that's what's what's happening there is my episodes of legends who bevo uh, the, the past episodes that i've done okay just share yeah they've just I've sent the links to them of those full episodes and they're just putting the episodes up on Channel 44 Adelaide um, as a TV show and also in C31 in Melbourne and Geelong. So it's effectively community television um, that's playing my episodes, which is Unbelievable, and and again, publicity, which doesn't cost me anything. I don't yeah. make any money out of it, but um, it's all publicity, and and again, I've still had people reaching out to me sometimes and saying, "Oh, I saw you on TV," and so it's kind of cool. You you just never know who's going to be watching it too, or, or listening, or whatever it might be. Right? So, absolutely, yeah.
0: absolutely. And it's it's just a you know, it is a great yeah, like you said, it's a great opportunity for you to to repackage the work that you have done already.
1: Yes, and hopefully get right.
0: people noticing it a second time around. Yes, exactly.
1: And, and, yeah. And
0: this could this again could lead to you having a what is it, a 12th job now?
1: And a third <laughs> and a 13th. Well, it'd be amazing to have it one day. The the dream is to have it one day on like a, a seven seven plus or seven mate mm-hmm. or one of those nine life, one of those stations right, or right. whatever. So yeah, th- there's quite a few of those around, but it's, it costs a, a heck of a lot of money. So yeah that's still a long way off but you never know just got to keep plugging away don't you like yourself
0: (laughs) well yeah i'm not uh i'm not going to be i don't there's a reason i don't put video on uh out okay (laughs) other than just a little little clip here and there so um (laughs) now i want to i want to uh to get into a little bit of a uh a question here for you that this is kind of a little bit of an off the off the wall one are you familiar with the book Moby the book moby dick
1: i've heard of it but haven't read okay. it or seen okay. already,
0: no. well yeah. moby moby dick was you know was a huge white whale that uh, was being chased by uh captain ahab okay so the ship that that captain ahab was in charge of was called the pequod okay the pequod so here's my question for you if we can see if we can stay with this little uh analogy here okay um so legends with bevo is the pequod okay and you are the legendary captain ahab in moby dick now the book the book is based on on three different whaling journeys okay uh it's in i think it's in the atlantic the pacific and the indian oceans where he's out hunting you know whaling you know big ship with the sails and that sort of thing um in in this little allegory here okay and he ultimately becomes enamored or you know obsessed with catching Moby Dick which sounds like something your doctor would recommend you not catch but uh you know in his case (laughs) he wanted to catch it okay now spoiler alert though in reality things don't end up well for the Pequod and for Captain Ahab okay but in your case it's going to end up well for so in our allegory here, Captain Bevan has been working hard to capture not one, not two, but three white whales. Right. Who are the yep. who are the who are the white whale interviews that you want to capture for your show that you've not been able to do yet?
1: Okay, good question. Um, how how realistic are you gonna be here with this one? I don't, well, I, I i will,
0: I will tell you that, you know, I, when I, when I talked to, uh, Barry Cheatley, who played for the ruse for many, many years, and then was the, uh, like the, the marketing director for the ruse for like a quarter of a century. Um, he's in his early eighties. I spoke to him for like three hours last, uh, last fall. And when I got done talking to him, he told me, he said, let me know who you want to talk to next because I know them. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, Wayne Carey, and I. And I well, and I, <laughs> I think if I mentioned that name, he would he would probably make that call. Oh, that's he, he he probably well he probably he probably would. And I and I I don't know. I I'd have to read up a lot more on Wayne Carey. I know he's been in the news a little bit lately here. But who are your three white whales? Whether they're real, okay, maybe you have some realistic ones, and okay, maybe you well, have a
1: pie in the sky one. Three. So here we go. One of them, my my show at the moment is comedy and sport. But mm-hmm. if I decided to have a music legends of Bebo, let's let's say we had a music legends of Bebo uh, series. Okay. Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl for the Foo Fighters,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and then the two sport people would be Michael Jordan and okay. Usain Bolt. Okay, that would be
0: a yeah. very fast interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was that was bad. That was terrible. Closely
1: okay. followed by Kelly Slater.
0: No, that's be pretty that's not a that's not a name I'm familiar with. Oh, the surfer, the surfer. Okay. Oh, I yeah. I, I don't know anything about surfing. Other oh, than, okay. He's a
1: absolute yeah. legendary, one of the best okay. surfers of all time, and an American surfer. And, okay. Yeah. I, other than yeah.
0: I, I tried to go snow skiing once, and it was an absolute disaster.
1: <laughs> I I, you
0: know, I don't know if you've ever been snow skiing before. I have. It's tough. Okay. Well, you, you know, you know the bunny, you know the little what they call the bunny hill, which is the, the hill for starters. Yeah, and they, and they have they they have like a little tow rope that you can hold on to, and it'll pull you up the hill, so you can come back down the hill. <laughs> I I almost hung myself with the tow rope trying to go up the hill. <laughs> I never even I never even made it up the hill before. I said the hell with this, and took the skis off and just waited in the the, the lodge for like four hours while my friends from from my church church group were all out there having a, a good time skiing. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I'm never gonna try it again. I uh so yeah, I'm surfing, I'm certainly not coordinated enough to do that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> never gonna happen. But uh, you know, I, I read an interview that you did recently with Radio Today, I think it was back in February, and it talked about how Australia this per capita listen to more podcasts than anybody else on the planet. That was that was amazing to hear that.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, they're very popular, that's for sure. Every man and the dog has one now. So when I started mine... Yeah, yes, we do, years, don't we? And when I started mine five years ago, I never thought that there'd be as many as what there is now. And I guess it's a good and a bad thing. But the bad thing is that there's a lot of people now that are high-profile people that are all starting podcasts. So it makes trying to get sponsors and trying to make money, as I'm sure you know yourself, a lot oh, yeah. harder. Because now Wayne Carey's even got his own podcast, as we mentioned, Wayne Carey before. and mm-hmm. And... Jonathan Brown's got his own podcast. Warren Tradray's a part of a podcast. You know, these are absolute yeah. legends, and so it's becoming very popular. And tough for people like like us that don't have that same profile, I guess. Right,
0: and one I've been one I've been listening to lately. It's just started. It's only it's been four episodes right now, and they've been some great stories. Is Ricky Nixon's. Yeah, Ricky Nixon's co- called the Chicken Coop. It's been there, and I got a I got a shout out on that one too. By the way, oh, uh, there you go. I did, but it's uh. You know, he I love his story, you know, his he has insider stories that nobody else is gonna have.
1: Yeah, that's from, right. You know, from
0: having been, you know, the, the the agent that he was and such and just, you know, having his finger on the pulse in so many different ways that that other people don't that it, it is just uh it's it's fascinating, you know, to hear some of the stories that he's telling. And and I'm I love being able to make those connections there. So um <clears throat> now you you're all you also got to announce a uh, you're doing field hockey as well as announcing a marathon recently as well. So you have been, you have been doing, like I said, you're the busiest man in South Australia.
1: <laughs> that was definitely busier people than me, trust me. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. My my first marathon last week, I was involved in in terms of as an announcer, not running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, yeah, it was it was really cool down to the beautiful McLaren Vale in South Australia. And um, if you come over to SA, Craig, I'll certainly have you take, take down there some of the best wine you have in the world, mate. Um, but, yeah, there was really good fun. Got there quite early in the morning. I think we started about 6.30 and finished about 1.30. So, yeah, but no, it was a good experience. And gee whiz, it's kind of inspired me now to get out and try and do my own. There was a half marathon and, and a marathon the same day. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to try and do a half now and then maybe one day a marathon, but that's a long way off. But uh, yeah. I think the half's the half's within reach. I've run twelve k's before, so okay. what's that an extra no, extra nine k's on top of that? So it's doable, I reckon.
0: Okay, well, yeah, and you could uh, maybe you could get you know instead of getting paid, you could just get free admission, and you could announce it while you're running
1: take you take know, you take the little set
0: they have the the satellite pack hooked up to your hip and you just run along and hey how's your pace going today and you hold the mic out to him, and yeah it would certainly that, be that, something new yeah that would be very interesting yeah so. now
1: yeah and, and the hockey the hockey's is actually i'm doing some freelance writing for hockey okay, uh, okay. Yeah, so not not announcing as such
0: but you still have but, to um, watch it in order to do the to do the writing about it though
1: yeah, that's right. Just doing just doing match previews for the games, right. and, okay. and had to do had to do like a season preview as well, um, which is a lot of fun, but also interesting at the same time because they they asked me to do my tips or where I thought the team's going to finish for this year, which is a bit of a bit of a stiff one because I didn't watch any of the games last year, of course, and um, so yeah, a lot of guessing involved, and hopefully I didn't offend anyone. did you did you just look at the at the ladder? Do they call it a ladder? Yeah, looked at the ladder and also just and took into consideration about some of the players I had coming in, players I had yeah. coming out, and just had to use my best judgment. But uh, yeah, I had some really, really good feedback about that, so it's good okay. to be involved with the PSA as well.
0: Now, I do want to ask you this because I, I know you were all you had another gig this weekend that I, you know, that most people don't know about, and I was going to ask you: Did you actually get to speak to King Charles once you got hired to be the announcer at the coronation? <laughs>
1: No, I didn't know, but um okay. I'm delighted to be announced as the king of England. <laughs> <laughs> well, over, well, over over here,
0: over here we we I've seen plenty of memes that have popped up about, you know, 70, 73 73-year-old man finally moves out of his out of his house and gets his first job. I've seen plenty of those kinds of things <laughs> showing up. But uh that's that's
1: good. I like that. Yeah, it's uh <laughs>
0: i i I think in in the u.s there's maybe a slight you know there's there's a bit of a fascination with it because it was being talked about here as well on our the uh the device that we get our television through had had a link to where you could watch and it had a link you could go right to to watch the coronation i didn't watch uh, i'm not i i i i will tell you though i did go back this weekend and watch the uh the South Park episode, uh, re- for the recent <laughs> one where they they made fun of uh Megan Markle and her and her husband.
1: Oh, I have um, to watch that. Well, be amazing. It was
0: it was the uh yeah. it was do, are you familiar you watch South Park at
1: all? I've not for a while, but I love it okay. though. It's great. Well they, they yeah. had an
0: episode they had an episode, it was called the uh I, I think the episode was called the uh We Want Privacy Tour. So they were going around on all, all these different TV talk shows and such coming, you know, the the, the characters supposedly being the prince and Meghan Markle, you know, that, you know, we want our privacy, respect our privacy and such. They they just absolutely vivisected them in this episode. And I supposedly it really, really upset them, uh, which uh, I'm OK with that, I think. I mean, there may be some people that aren't, but I kind of I kind of got a kick out. I I showed a little bit of it to my mom, who is 80, and uh, she appreciated the humor in it didn't appreciate the language but she appreciated some of the humor yeah so um what are your thoughts on the uh, the the 19th license coming in Tasmania now are you pretty stoked about that
1: yes yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one isn't it because obviously yeah whether they're going to bring in a 20th team that's and also whether we've got the the talent in Australia to have a 19th team because you've got a lot of serious talent within you know A-grade footballers like your Bonds and these of things, but it does drop off quite a bit, especially with the lists, how big they are these days. So, yeah, it's that's been a question that's been raised a fair bit in the media recently is do we have enough talent to be able to have a 19th team in Australia? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be a very interesting situation, exciting for Tasmania and very well-deserved. Um, personally, though, and I might ruffle, ruffle a few feathers, I think a team like North Melbourne or one of those Victorian teams that don't get that support, like your bigger clubs, like your Caltons and Essens and that do would have been better off going to Tassie. And mm-hmm. especially cause they already play footy in Tasmania as it is. And they don't get the crowds at had. with, you know, say if North Melbourne play the Gold Coast, you're just lucky to get 10,000 people there sometimes. So yeah. I think it would have been a better move to, to just basically merge the Kangaroos or with the Tasmanian team over there. But uh, anyway, that's, that's just my thoughts. Um, so and whether they bring in a twentieth team now, I don't know. There's do they bring in a team from the Northern Territory or um, you know, another they're talking maybe another Queensland team, another team in WA. So it's yeah, it's gonna be an interesting few years to see what happens. Do yeah. Would you, you say the AFL? Like I mean, it makes sense to have a twentieth team to have no buy and then you've got your twenty teams to the gather round as well. Right, right. Rather than having one team miss out every year. So yeah, what do you think about that?
0: Well, I mean, I I you know, I've had some people mention that maybe the maybe the ACT should have its own team and just let, you know, and you know, have the Giants, you know, stay in Sydney and just play all their games at Sydney. So, yeah, you know, but I Oh, yeah. You know, I mean that that might be the case, you know. You mentioned WA. Um, you know, I kind of, you know, kind of poked fun at uh you know, Collingwood getting upset with the uh, you know the the prison bar or the the uh, the 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 pier pilings is what I think they technically are. Um, Jumpers there, that I said, you know, does you know, um, does you know, if if because supposedly people had said that Norwood had put their hand up to be the twentieth side to come in. That's right. Do, do they do they have to change their name to like the the nor you know semi-fibrous horizontal plant life instead of wood <laughs> instead of mentioning wood in their name or something like that and they're just yeah. to, to appease the magpies uh you know it's just it's, it's yeah, ridiculous, I, I, isn't it? I don't yeah. know I, you know i as you know as you were mentioning about you know adelaide being a quote-unquote small town but I mean it's, it's still a big city but in terms of in comparison to say perth or melbourne or sydney it, it is smaller Mm. Um, you know, and, and maybe Perth, you know, they've got, you know, they've got a brand spanking new stadium. You know, they're, they're certainly not going to be putting another club in Victoria. That's right. They're not, they're not who, who, who in Victoria, if they, if let's just say hypothetically, they, Yo, we're going to put another, have another club come in and play their home games at the MCG or Marvel, which which fan base are they going to try to shave supporters off of by bringing in a VFL side to, you know, to, to, to become that next club? Who's going to say, yep, yep. I'm done supporting my team that I've supported, you know, my club, I've supported my entire life to go support the, this other VFL club that's in my neighborhood. It's yeah, not,
1: exactly. so, not, yeah, not going to happen. So yeah, that's not going to happen. But You know, yeah.
0: You know, um, the Northern territories, it would be, I think would be awesome, but you you definitely, would have to have a, 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 an oval. It had a, a roof on it of some sort.
1: Yeah, that, that could be build- more.
0: That would be more climate controlled. Um, yes, I'd have to build a new
1: stadium for sure. Yeah, yeah. you would have yeah. to do
0: that. But you know, I could see WA certainly being an option. Um, yeah, I think you could. But you know, one thing I think we can all agree with is that James Sicily will never be playing for the club in Tasmania. <laughs> yes, you know, I, think, I think we can safely say that. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a pretty silly comment to make but yeah. you've got. Tasmania on New Guernsey, wasn't it? So, I need to look, yeah, I need yeah. to look and
0: I need to look here real quickly and see when Hawthorne goes back to Tasmania this year. Because I think they play at least one more game down there this year. because They've only been there once.
1: What way you, you thinking you think that I want to ask you a question as well. There's been a lot of talk lately about Boeing in footy, and I, I understand this is why I want to ask your opinion on it. I, I understand if a player like, say for example, this weekend, Jason Horn Francis does play against the kangaroos. Uh-huh. And if the Kangaroos fans boo him, that's that's fine because he's played previously with the club. I understand that. What I don't understand and what is I think is ridiculous, on the weekend we saw Buddy Franklin being booed by Collingwood supporters. Yeah. He's never played for Collingwood why? before. Jason Horn-Francis getting booed by St. Kilda last uh-huh. weekend, getting booed by Collingwood the other week. He's right, never right. played for those clubs. Right.
0: What why it, yeah, what why it,
1: boo it, players that, that never played for that club? Yeah. I mean that yeah. I, I, Because I know that
0: I know that booing is is in many cases it's something that gets talked about and is somewhat frowned upon, um, in the AFL circles. Now, it seems to be perfectly okay that when a player goes to take a kick from the, uh, you know, right along the boundary there, up against the uh, the uh, up against the stands, it seems to be perfectly acceptable for. And I'm gonna you, know, you won't be able to see this if you're listening, but Bevo will laugh at. It. it seems to be perfectly acceptable to sit there if it's an opposition kicker to go up to do this and go up yours but certainly don't boo yeah. them you know
1: <laughs> although it, it makes no yeah. sense and, and when there's players having a shot at goal booing them is for, you know to when to put them off their shot or whatever that's that's yeah, totally yeah. fine right um, but but that is completely different to actually yeah like yeah, i mentioned it, it didn't make sense to, yeah no nah. you know and there's i no
0: now i i don't know if uh if the, I don't, I don't know if the clubs that were that were booing Jason Hort Francis were were trying to be sophisticated enough that 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 him compelling the trade to Port Adelaide did something that might have changed their draft status, which might have impacted a player they were hoping to get in their side. I don't, I, I don't think that was the thought process. I think it tends to be you know kind of the a oh, one person that's doing it. And we're gonna you know more and more of us are gonna all start doing it because the guy next to me is booing. I'm gonna boo as well. Yeah. You know, I, I I guess you pay your money. You, you know, you you can you know, because here in the states, we boo. Other, you know, we that it happens a lot more frequently. It does mm-hmm. happen a lot more. It's it's uh. You know, we we tend to not be quite that maybe not quite as civilized if you <laughs> as, yeah. uh, as as footy fans. Um, which, by the way, uh, Hawthorne does go back to Tasmania on the twenty first of this month. So
1: oh, there you go.
0: Yeah, that and that's and that's against West Coast. So, um, fortunately for for James Sicily, there may not be very many people in the stands to come watch Hawthorne and West Coast <laughs> because because this this is actually I think this is a game where they can actually a, a free wooden spoon for every fan in the stands <laughs> at this game because somebody's walking whoever doesn't win that game is winning a wooden spoon. I think.
1: Yeah, H- how whoever, the mighty have fallen. Hey, two teams yeah. that absolutely dominated the the nineties. Yeah, than, um, well, and well, and I, the 2000s. But, yeah. I
0: think I think Hawthorne is going to be back quicker than than West Coast right now because West Coast West Coast has not started, you know, because Hawthorne it's like they were renovating in a house, renovating in a house, and they tore they tore the house down to the studs. They just left the frame of the house and are rebuilding the whole thing. <laughs> West West Coast is trying to renovate one room at a time while you know still living in the rest of the house. They've not they've not started to say yeah we need to just you know, these walls are bowed and, you know, this roof is leaky here. They, they still are saying, well, oh, we can still live here. We'll put out a bucket for right now. We'll catch the <laughs> water in it. They haven't, they haven't made the decision. You know, we just, just knock this shit down and start over again. They haven't done that yet. I think yep. it's going to happen at the end of this year though. I think yes. it has, it has, after the last two years, I think it has to happen. Yeah.
1: That's some big changes for sure. There, yeah. so, I think it yeah. absolutely has to happen.
0: So, before um, we wrap so, up, so,
1: oh, go yes, ahead. Yes, because I've got I've to go and jump and do an yeah. article, mate, so. <laughs> yeah. A couple things yeah.
0: before we wrap up. Um, yes. I wanted to ask you just a couple quick things here. What what have you improved upon as a podcaster or a broadcaster in the past year? What have you gotten better at?
1: Yeah, it's a, that's actually a question I haven't been asked much before. I, I suppose just coming up with questions that – thinking outside the square a bit more as well and asking questions that are a bit more – interesting and showing that you, you've you done your research and, mm-hmm. and preparing more and, and things like that because so often, especially, you know, I'll use Warren Treder as an example, you know, there's questions I asked him that he may not have ever been asked before, questions, for example, about his childhood and being in a sporting family and things like that because pe- most people, most of the questions that he gets or got asked during his footy career about his footy and mm-hmm. it's all boring, same, with have heard over and over again. By right. asking him questions about his his childhood and growing up in a sporting family and what that was like and you know the the competitiveness of playing backyard footy and backyard cricket or whatever it was yeah backyard basketball those are the things like I think people love to hear those stories that real getting real insight into people's lives that you don't normally hear when you listen to an everyday interview.
0: Okay, now two more short ones here before we wrap up because I know you have to go here. Uh, okay. Do you do you feel as though you are on your way right now? Do you feel like do you feel like you're on your way?
1: Still got a very long way to go, but I'm progressing. Yeah. Okay. I suppose okay. I suppose the Port Adelaide gig shows me that I'm heading in the right direction. And and by having my two shows now on well, sorry, my Legends Bevo on two mm-hmm. different T V stations, Channel 44 and Channel 31, shows yep. that again I'm making progress, but uh, still a very, very long way to go.
0: Okay. And I have one last I have a dad question for you for the final question. Sure. Sure. If if you had to pick one, what is the most important value that you're going to teach your daughter? Honesty, kindness, or courage?
1: The kindness. Because okay. I, I don't know about you, but I found that especially during the COVID times, people mm-hmm. are a lot less kind these days and Take the road for example, one of my most frustrating things is when people you let people in and they don't give you a wave. It's it's common courtesy, it's not hard. And it just frustrates the heck out of me when you go out of your way to do the right thing and people just don't respond with a thank you. It's it's not hard. Just show some kindness in life, show some gratitude. It's it's not difficult. And yeah, so I'd love to see my daughter have the same thing, Evie, and have that, that real kind outstanding kind of kind of approach so well i I know
0: that i know that when i get there i do plan on you know like i said doing some traveling in the countryside so i do plan on renting a car and i've only driven on the other side of the road one time and that was in that was in england in night in 1996 my wife my wife spent a year going to college in scotland so she was going to do all the driving we went we went on delayed honeymoon we went on our honeymoon like 10 months after we got married and uh, she was expecting our first child at the time and she got very ill she actually spent 3 days in hospital in england oh, but oh you know so so i've never driven on the other side of the road my my wife is in hospital we're staying with you know family friends of my my sister from when she lived there when my brother-in-law was in the air force so i'm trying to find this hospital at night in the rain driving on the other side of the road not having a clue <laughs> where the hell i am it was the most stressful thing I think I have ever done. So if I do find myself in Australia and I'm renting a car and I'm driving, I will be one waving son of a gun. Cause I'm going to be waving at everybody. Thanking. them, saying yeah, I might even just, I might even have with the rental car when I, when I might just have a rental car and I might just have a bumper sticker that said it's printed up. that says I'm an American. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this. Okay. Give me, give me a wide berth. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. love that. So yeah, well, so what what's what's up next for you before we wrap up? Last thing, what's up next for you?
1: Yeah, well, actually, it's it's funny how, how life works again. I reached out recently to, I got an email from a PR company, and I thought I was going to get Ash Barty for Legends of Bebo, so I got really excited about that. But unfortunately, Ooh. that one didn't work. That one didn't work out. But then it's it's that old phrase, isn't it? You win some, you lose some, because mm-hmm. um, then I got a, a LinkedIn request recently from Anthony Lemo Lehman, who's one of, our best comedians here in Australia and been on T V for a number of years and radio and what have you here in Adelaide and really, really nice guy. And actually sent him a message and I only heard just back today that uh, he's keen to have a chat on the comedy legends of Babbo with me, which is oh, wonderful. Fantastic. So, fantastic. yeah, so it's just funny how 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 it works sometimes, isn't it? You that's you great. might miss out on one, but you've just got to keep plugging away. And it's the same with you, with your guests. And I say to oh, anyone yeah. that's listening out there, just never be afraid to reach out to people because yeah, you just don't know who you're going to get and who's going to be great and Spot want to on. have a chat with you. So, Spot on. yeah,
0: yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my guest has been. Legends with Bevo host Bevan Jones and Bevan, Bevo, thanks so much for taking time. I know you got up sort of early today um, (laughs) because somebody else was keeping you up. And, uh, you know, I wish you and your family all the best. It's great catching up with you again.
1: Absolutely my pleasure, Craig, and, and vice versa with yourself, your wife, and your kids, and and I really look forward to, to hopefully meeting one day in person, even though it feels like we know each other I, so well anyway. It, so. it, it does. <laughs> I,
0: I'm, I'm shaking hands with you right now. There we go.
1: <laughs> Good deal. Well,
0: cheers, man, and take it easy. Have a fantastic afternoon.
1: You too. Keep up the great work with your podcast you too, mate. Thanks.
0: All right, Bevan, thanks for sitting down and chatting with me again, man. I I know that uh, your world is absolutely rocking, and you've got so many wonderful things happening for you. Fatherhood is terrific. Um, I know you're so excited about that. I'm excited for you. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, remember that you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can subscribe to the mailing list. Uh, You can leave a review. Uh, You can uh, sign up to be a guest. On an upcoming episode if you would like to do that as well if you want to help out the podcast that review is certainly a big help and i'm actually going to read one that was uh shared just today on uh, my social media for me if you want to help out the podcast financially you can click on the buy me a coffee button or you can head over to my Redbubble page where i have a bunch of different designs for the podcast and a couple of other ones i put uh two new ones up this weekend uh two new designs over on my Redbubble page Uh, One of them I'm not really advertising because quite frankly it is going to, what's the term I want to use, it's going to piss off one entire fan base. I think one might just shake their head and go, yeah, 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 we agree with you, 16 others are going to laugh their asses off, but I think one of them is not going to be happy with me, and I don't want to say which one, okay, I don't want to say which one, but... Like I said, I do hope that you'll get signed up on the uh, the mailing list, and I do want to uh, go ahead and share that review with you that uh, was posted earlier today. Uh, and it's not a terribly long one, but it was a five-star review, uh, and this was posted over on Apple Podcasts. And this is this is you know a very short review, but I'm very uh, pleased by it. Uh, said, got it's from a Dockers fan. And they didn't rub it in too much that they beat my cats this weekend. Gobsmacked how good this podcast is, and guess what? Fremantle, while y'all up this round, beat Geelong. Seriously, love your Yankee view. Thank you, Shaz from Fremantle, Western Australia, and uh, Shaz posted that on uh, Apple Podcast. So if you want to help out the podcast, you can certainly do that there. You can actually go to Apple Podcast to leave a review right through my website as well. And if you, if you enjoy the show, and maybe you haven't listened to a lot of the interviews that I've done, there are close to 150 episodes of interviews that I have done with people from all aspects of the game of footy, from a club president, to former athletes, to agents, to just people who are fans of the game. You know, and, I, and I absolutely love talking to people about the game. Now, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I do hope you'll get signed up on the mailing list. I hope you'll, uh, you know, help out the podcast if you want to do that. You certainly don't have to, but I certainly would appreciate it. And everything that happens that way stays with the podcast as well. But ladies and gents, look out for one another. Check on your friends. Make sure they're okay. Tell them you love them. Get out and have that coffee. I know the weather's been a little bit chilly um, in a couple places around Australia. I did see the broom was down to 10 degrees Celsius today. Uh, my friend Orville up in uh, Queensland said it was down to 0 and he was in two tracksuits uh, laying on the couch underneath a couple of blankets uh, watching the footy this weekend. Uh, hopefully you thought out, Orville. Uh, we were up to 21 today, so a little bit, little bit toasty for me. If, if it could stay about 16, 17 degrees Celsius year-round, I would be an absolute happy camper. I would love that. I'd love that. But ladies and gents, I want to thank you again for the kind words and the support. And may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 263 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at a yank on the footy or Facebook. Look for my name, Craig Wessels, or A Yank on the Footy podcast at yank underscore on and Twitter, which I just mentioned, or yank on the footy at gmail.com. Ladies and gents, thanks for listening. I do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye.